Welcome to Digital Done Right, where we talk all things digital marketing and automation. My name is Dustin Trout, and with me is Brian Barrett, owner of OCT Performance Marketing and Automated Digital. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the pros and cons of different types of agencies and really what OCT Performance Marketing is. Let's go ahead and kick it off. So um, <laughs> as we kind of dive in, I mean, there there's quite a few different types of marketing agencies from branding to performance to integrated. Um, I, what are your thoughts on, on the different types of marketing agencies that there are? Um, I guess we can just dive into the, the various forms and kind of just talk about the pros and cons of each. As time has gone on <clears throat> and the different offerings outside of the traditional big agency have kind of started to develop their business models and getting some traction and being able to produce report, uh, performance. It seems like uh, a lot of businesses are being open to uh, these different different agency models. Yep. So, I mean, what it seems like there's a lot, uh, the different types that are out there. I mean, the integrated, the full service, you have a digital marketing agency. Um, mm -hmm. One thing that, that is pretty exciting that I think is new that, I mean, OCT and automated are, are big on is just the performance side of things. Um, I mean, see a lot of agencies just talk about how many impressions we served, how much traffic we drove to the website. Um, but I think we're at a time and a place where you need to go a step further and it's not just how many leads have we driven, but really the impact of, of how much revenue we drove the actual business. And so instead of being more of a vendor, it's more of a partnership type of approach that I think is a growing trend. Um, so, I mean, what, when it comes to these different types, let's dive into integrated. I mean, what, what is an integrated agency? I mean, to me, it's, it's just kind of, it's one that kind of fills the gaps where, where, I guess work is needed. Um, if you need some blog writing, if you need some web help, it's just kind of kind of an order taker and on fulfilling where there's gaps and, and where there's less bandwidth. Um, I mean, would you agree with that, or what's your take on what an integrated marketing agency? Yeah, there's there's kind of like all these lines are becoming kind of intertwined. And it's kind of hard to see the differences. Um, when I hear integrated. <clears throat> You know, what you're kind of talking about is the integration of an outside partner integrating into the existing marketing team. And as kind of digital becomes more than just advertising or more than just website or social media, there definitely is a need. Uh, it's very hard for a single corporation or company to have all those those functions in-house. And a lot of times the marketing, the internal marketing based on who they have on staff is better at some things than others. I mean, a good example is it seems more and more that brands want to bring their social media management in-house for obvious reasons. They could be more responsive. The employees are, are more in tune with the brand, uh, but they might not be that good at content creation. So rather than hiring a big agency or even uh, a, a team of you know graphic designers, content writers, advertisers, they just buy that one specific function and then they integrate that person. It's usually, I think, easier to manage just a person into their team. So when I hear integrated, that that's kind of what it means. Um, and it really depends on what the what the the, the customer, the uh, the client, or the business needs. And that could range, you know, again from content creation to advertising. But it seems to be super super specific. Um, and there isn't like one function that that would describe what an integrated marketing team looks like. Gotcha. And so when it comes to the pros and cons, um, I mean, are there any that, that roll off the top of your head? Um, on, it sounds like it can fulfill on a lot, 
but it, are they a specialist in any one particular thing? Um, yeah, so the biggest con that I've seen being part of on the client side, working, integrating someone, a marketing specialist into the team, or even being on the agency side or more on the consulting side, being that integrated partner. Um, the biggest issue that I've seen on both cases is that person or persons, no matter how close they are, no matter how many meetings you have, no matter how many project updates, you know, integration into like project management systems, you're just not there all the time. Mm -hmm. And so many conversations happen at the water cooler or, you know, someone from social media pops over to the design group and, oh, well, that also has implications for display advertising, which your integrated partner is now doing for you. So I've, I've seen those sorts of relationships end in two ways. One, they last for a little bit. And then because of the communication thing, at least the performance issues, and then the integration partner, they usually leave, even though they say it's on good terms, or usually not on good terms because something happened, performance dropped for some reason or another. Then the other scenario, which is not a bad one either, is that integrated partner delivers a lot of value and then they get hired. So it's either like a crash and burn or they get hired. There's really no middle ground. Gotcha. That makes sense. And I mean, one thing you mentioned is uh, the specialist. So as we kind of move on, there's a there's a quote unquote specialist type of agency where they just they're a master at one little craft. And uh, mm -hmm. I mean, that that's always desired. But then it's it. I mean, most people that are a master at one craft, you're going to you're going to charge a bit more. So there's a cost thing. Mm -hmm. But then it's they're not well diversified in any, anything else, which means you might have to find four, five, six, seven different specialist agencies that that um, are diversified in, in different things, whether it's content creation, the analytics, the CRM stuff, or uh, the paid media, whatever it may be. Um, but that's, that's kind of what it seems like to me is sure, we can hire one person that's a specialist, but it kind of doesn't really help in the overall marketing side of things. Um, I mean, do you see any pros and cons there? Yeah, so this the specialist model is also something I've been on both sides of. Um, and really that's why Oak Creek Trail has more or less rebranded and back to our core competency, which is performance marketing. And the reason for doing that is we've played in the more or less being the one size fits all um, digital agency. And while we're still comfortable bringing partners in together, say we need to do social, we snap that into our digital marketing agency. More and more, um, we really just want to focus on what we're really good at. And the right clients right now appreciate that. But there still is this question, like you said, about I know I need performance advertising, performance marketing over here, but I still need to have brand and I still need to have social. So there is a legitimate concern and somewhat a fear of how do those teams really play together and who's managing that team and how is that team going to work with me? Certainly don't want to talk to three groups. They probably want to lead. Um, and kind of gets back to what we were talking about before is it might feel good when you're pitching uh, as a specialist and say you're even going to the table with a specialist performance marketing agency and a specialist traditional media team. And you guys have worked together before and you have good synergy and you go to the client and say, we're going to work seamlessly. 
you know, ultimately you're going to kind of march to two different schedules just because you're, you're probably not in the same place. Um, so I really love the idea of specialist agencies. And I think our challenge is to deliver enough value up front quickly so it overweighs the concern of clients about communication. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And I mean, as I mean, especially as we're going through stuff right now, I mean, there's more scrutiny on on what's driving actual revenue. And, and so if you have an, an agency that does really good at making white papers, then it's just like, yeah, we make them look really good, really beautiful. But then they don't. That's what they're focused on. They're not focused on the actual what can we do to, to improve the, the revenue and all that. So I think that big piece could be missed. It's sure you can have great collateral and all that, but um, it's it's missing that conversation of how it's really impacting the bottom line. Yeah, as you're talking about that, we talked about, well, who's the central project manager over the, all these agencies? From a performance marketing perspective, it and what we've experienced is, you, you mentioned content creation. You know, the objective of content creation isn't to produce content, it's to deliver some sort of business performance, being a lead or search engine ranking or something like that. So we partner with content creation agencies, but we work together on what the KPI, KPIs are based on our understanding of what the business goals are. So that that's where some of the synergy needs to happen, but it overcomes that hurdle of the client being concerned is because performance marketing agency can talk to content marketing agency offline behind the scenes and go to client with a comprehensive recommendation. And where the rubber meets the road there is we work on the analytics and the reporting and the goal setting all together so that we go to the client. It's not just like advertising and website improvement and testing over here and then content marketing's providing their information here. We come together behind the scenes and we pre present a comprehensive digital footprint uh, to a client. Yep, no, and that makes sense. And that kind of leads us over to the next one where it's, it's more of a bird's eye view. They're not really executing and that's the consultancy. Um, I mean, really good at the, the high level thinking and, and leading the ship in a long-term direction. Um, which is great because a lot of, I won't say a lot, but there are quite a few clients out there or businesses that know what they need to do, but not sure how to put it all together. And they basically put a blueprint on here, do this. That That's great. Mm -hmm. But I think where the con is, is that now you have to have a team that can actually execute on that, read that mm -hmm. blueprint or that map of that house. I mean, anyone can take a look at blueprints of a house, but it takes a, a team to build that house. Um, I mean, what are your thoughts on the consultancy side? I mean, what, are, what do you think the pros and cons are there? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. I, I, I wonder, I guess not wonder, but I've seen that the value of the blueprint is almost irrelevant if you don't have the team. It's kind of what you're saying. Where I think agencies need to go and where we're trying to go is be kind of both, be a consultancy that also is your specialist team to deliver, for example, on digital performance. Um, it, it's <clears throat> tragic. Isn't the right word. That's a little, that's a little too, uh, too big, but it, it, it's disappointing when you see a company invest oftentimes millions of dollars getting this blueprint. And then literally there's no more organizational horsepower. Everyone's burned out from doing this big strategic exercise and getting this blueprint. So they're exhausted. They know that there's this big task ahead. They have this blueprint and they have to build this big mansion. 
and they don't even have the wherewithal or really the budget anymore to go execute. Um, so that that that's really a bummer. So what we've been trying to do is at the onset of a relationship, and it's not just like goal setting from a digital marketing perspective, it's really being a business, we start with business strategy, then turn it into marketing strategy, and then digital obviously fits in there. Um, and it's not just stopping at like the discovery phase, it's continually being a business consultant. And it can be as easy as just having an ongoing conversation, not about like how was business performance last month, but it's about paying attention, paying attention to the industry you're in as an agency, being invested in it, seeing what other thought leaders are talking about it, looking at related industries and coming with uh, valuable information that can actually help executives make decisions. And it, it really, I mean, digital marketing and advertising falls out from that, but it's got to be a two-way street. And a lot of it has to be driven by, by uh, the agency itself. Because no, no, I shouldn't say this, this isn't, uh, this is maybe realization, but it's unlikely that a CEO is going to bypass their CMO and come to a digital marketing agency and say, hey, what do you think about, you know, the strategy of our business? But the other, but it can go the other way. If you make the CMO look good and they're super comfortable with that and the CMO looks good to the, the CEO, then over time, that CMO, in most cases that I've experienced, they have no problem bringing, being like, I've been kept up to speed. Look at this great data. My digital agency provided it. You know, we've put our twist on it. Here you go, CEO. What do you think? Yeah. I think that'd, that'd be a great, you know, I'd say, okay, we've achieved success if we can get to that level, uh, that position within a company. So that kind of leads us into the next part where you have an in-house marketing agency where the company itself creates a team, which on the surface, I mean, the hourly rate that you're paying per employee um, is a bit cheaper than what you'd be paying an outside vendor. But I mean, as you've been talking about, it, it, it's a huge task. There's a lot of moving parts going on with digital marketing now where you got to run the ads, produce the content, um, make sure the analytics is hooked up, we're tracking everything correctly, and that, that could uh, drive up some costs pretty quickly. So I mean, what are your pros and cons to, uh, to an in-house marketing agency? Yeah, this is a tough one, especially with larger companies where personnel decisions are, I mean, they're made in collaboration with the business unit like marketing, but they're, they usually start at the corp, uh, at the executive level, then the CFO and the uh, human resource team work it, work on that together just to figure out what the, what numbers they have to hit. And once that directive comes down, if that's how it's happening, then it really just becomes uh, the directive of the, the CMO or the marketing team just to say, we only need this number of people. Um, they need to produce X, Y, and Z. So you got to get rid of your agency because we're not willing to pay um, retainers or anything like that. And uh, in those sort of circumstances, arguments about, just like you said, our hourly, our hourly rate covers all of these experts. You'll never be able to build, bring them in-house. Look at the value we've provided. And in some of those cases, it, it literally just comes down to we have to cut agency uh, fees. We have to like hire or fire this many people inside. And you don't even have a chance to articulate that value in a way that they're going to understand because the decision is already made. Now, so that that's how we get there. Um, <clears throat> and what that leads to is 
it usually takes about 18 to 24 months once that in-housing happens for a company to actually feel and realize that that financially motivated decision negatively impacted the finances of the business. And presenting that business case up front about, you know, having these experts will drive conversions and that leads to bottom line income and all these sorts of things, they don't matter up front. Um, they start realizing it at the end. Um, so that that's obviously one of the cons. Um, the pros of it are if you can, and I've seen this with nonprofits that have large budgets um, where they have to spend, maybe they're funded by government uh, agencies or something like that, where, where they have certain money that they have to spend or they won't get it anymore. You know, I've seen large teams built for advertising, for social, for what email marketing. So certainly they have the horsepower internally, but even there, they don't seem willing because they have all of this money uh, put into these large teams. They're not willing to hire specialists because even though you have a large advertising team, you might not be the thought leader and have all the expertise to figure out like how does AI integrate into advertising? Like that's not even on the radar. They're just operating the day to day. So you, even though you might have a big team that has all the functions in house and it's fully and it's fully funded, you, you're still probably going to need a, a specialist because digital's turning so fast. I mean, you have an advertising team that does keyword search and display. Well, now there's all sorts of other stuff. Um, so keeping up, keeping up, I say keeping up with industry trends and norms, and then even thinking ahead to what's next and trying what's next. The in-house teams that I've seen, they just don't, they don't perform at that level. They don't, they're not super, uh, they're not super proactive in looking around the corner. Yeah, I mean, it, it just seems like if it's all in-house, you kind of get the blinders on, on, all right, what are we doing now? What's, what's going on? And I mean, the, the beauty of, an advertising agency is that you know they're in, in many different verticals. They're always trying to be innovative, and so they're they're keeping abreast of uh, you know industry trends and even just new stuff that comes out um, as well. And so it's it's I think just having that outside perspective it goes a long way. Um, I mean the the pros obviously you have them right in your office, so quick communication that's always good. But you know I've always wondered like okay you have to have a paid media person. Are they is there really enough work to be working 40 hours a week? Yeah, this other person, is there enough hours to be working 40 hours a week? Where if you go with an agency, it's like for the cost of one full-time employee, you might be able to get three hours a week from this special specialty, um, six hours a week from this person, whether it's content development. So it's it's like the combination of a, a full 40 hours, you're, you're getting six different experts in their field, um, which it would take six full-time people at your job with benefits and all that. And so... Definitely a lot of pros and cons, and it's always, I think, going to be an ongoing discussion. But I think one that, to your point, isn't felt for another 18 to 24 months after the decision is made. It's, you, as you're talking, it reminds me of a couple of things. It's definitely a pendulum thing. You know, if you see in-housing is the trend, you'll see it start popping up in marketing news. And then, and of course, it encourages marketing executives to say, let's go explore this. And then they pitch it to the CEO, and there's all this cost savings and you know, synergy and all this sort of stuff. And then they realize it doesn't work. And then, you know, pendulum swings that way. Then the other thing that got, you, got me thinking about it is um, retainers um, and hourly rates, and particularly about retainers. Um, 
in order to keep a team going, there's absolutely a lot of case to be made for retainers, and that's not the topic of this conversation. But I think as you know, at least how we approach it from a digital uh, performance marketing perspective, we're we're uh, correctly confident or in what we do because we have the case study to prove it, and we're very specialized. So again, we fill a very specific niche that's tied to bottom line performance. So that leads us to be very comfortable doing short-term contracts and to, to a certain degree project work. And when you start thinking about, okay, well, an agent uh, client doesn't like $150 an hour, um, but maybe they do like, I, I perform this scope of work, you know, do this suite of AB testing or optimize this campaign or build out our lead gen funnel and optimize it they might be comfortable doing that project because you got to do value-based pricing. You don't include hourly rates and you say you're going to get this for this amount. Um, we've seen more success and traction with that because that usually leads to no discussion about hourly rates and longer term relationships. Cause every month you're not like, man, I got to pay $30,000 to this company to get $30,000 worth of work or not. So I, I think moving towards, you know, specialists and, project-based work might circumvent a lot of the challenges we're talking about with um, in-house teams. Yeah. I mean, anytime you have hourly, everyone always thinks, oh, well, it could be five or it could be 20 hours. If it's just like, here's what we're going to do. Here's the output. Here's the cost. Yeah. Like, it'll take yeah. this long. I think it's an easier discussion, easier, easier pill to swallow. Um, mm -hmm. The next one and the last one outside of, of the performance side is, is boutique. And I've seen this pop up more and more often. Um, what is a boutique agency to you? Is it just <laughs> something that's small or, I mean, they only work with a handful of clients? Um, yeah. So <clears throat> great, great question. <laughs> and there's a lot of confusion around it. I used to like positioning our agency as a boutique because that meant white glove service and a lot of focus from senior leadership and all that sort of stuff. But now when I hear boutique, I think limited capabilities, maybe like a specialist who costs a lot, who doesn't have bandwidth to um, be super innovative and fill any gaps if our relationship needs to grow. So I think the word, uh, how it's understood in agency society has changed. Um, so I, I don't I don't know I, if when I, again when I hear boutique agency I I try not to describe ourselves as a, as a boutique agency rather talk about the benefits than say who we are. Um, yeah, I mean, there's also a it conjures up a a thought of how big or how many people your agency is, and it goes you're in that you go right back to that problem and basically what we've said is a con all along is. Digital is so broad, it's rare that you can find one person who's a great programmer, a great analytics person, and a great designer, and a great advertising person. And even if you divide that by two people, it's it's still probably not right. Even though there's a lot of people who say they can, and, and there are some exceptions to the rule by sure, uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, I, boutiques are tough. Boutiques are, are tough to me. And I, I don't want to say they're a dying breed because I have friends who have boutique agencies. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if we're moving towards the specialized route. Um, I'm not sure what happens with a boutique agency. Yeah, no, it, it kind of confuses me as well. And really, what what is what is it? Um, and it always seems just 
smaller. And to your point, it's like, if it is a, a smaller employee size, do they have enough bandwidth to, uh, to help bigger clients? And that might be the specializations. They only help companies that have 50 or less employees or, um, just on the smaller mm-hmm. side, a more intimate relationship, not looking to, to scale, but just kind of maintain where they're at. Um, I guess only, only time will tell. Yeah. I think there's something, uh, something in the name boutique, uh, you know, we position ourselves and call ourselves a performance marketing agency. We, you know, that's supposed to align us with numbers and bottom line performance where the word, and this might be a stretch, but the word boutique sounds a bit more creative and more brand centric. So if we're talking about agencies that are in that brand space and that's all they do and, you know, do brand identities and, and that sort of stuff and, and creative work, then I could see a boutique brand agency or creative agency, uh, more aligning with that name of boutique. And a lot of it's just literal to me. Boutique sounds creative and performance sounds, you know, quantitative. And there might be something to that. Um, I guess you'll just have to ask the clients that hire them. (laughs) Exactly. And there's a lot (laughs) said that kind of leads us to the final part. And uh, I think one that's kind of growing in trend, but not quickly as it probably should be. But one that I I mean, I love working with OCT. for this reason, but it's more performance based. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, the pros there, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself. It's the, the whole focus is how can we impact not just lead volume or how many, how fast we're, we're building up a database, but more so how much of that database is converting into customers. How can we increase lifetime values of customers? Um, I think the con there is, I mean, it's not specialized in one particular area. So um, that might be the con, but overall, I most businesses, their main objective is one to serve their, their vision and, and their customers or clients. But at the end of the day, it's, it's the bottom line. It's the margins mm-hmm. they're looking at. It's how much revenue are we driving? How are we growing? How are we scaling? Um, and so I'd love for you to kind of just explain a little bit more about what that performance marketing really looks like. Thinking back kind of historically of how we arrived here. Uh, one of the reasons we arrived here and became special or positioned ourselves as specialists and really kind of got back to our core of who we are and who the, the, the skills that our team has, it is really one of the reasons is because the readily available access to pretty good native tools like Google offers some pretty good native tools, Facebook for advertising, Facebook offers some pretty good native tools for advertising management. Um, there are numerous uh, platforms to do landing page creation and testing. There are numerous native tools to do email subject line testing and analysis and all that sort of stuff. So that was an intentional shift just to kind of say that's good, but you probably need to be thinking about something else because there's something more than what's currently available off the shelf. Uh, and what that's led us to is not only being specialists, uh, but being technology agnostic and really focusing on, you hear us talk about a lot about insights. Um, so really thinking about, it's less about dashboards and more about really digging into how is data connected, how is email connected to display, is connected to see a customer moving through the sales funnel and trying to connect that information um, in a way that makes sense to you know, the entire ecosystem of, of the digital marketing uh, arena. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a, a lot of, a lot of using data, a lot of testing, but I mean, mm-hmm. with the evolution of just 
apps and tools and all that. It's piping them in together and figuring out, one, how to kind of automate a workforce so that there's efficiencies found there. Um, and then the A-B testing when it comes to how can we get more leads? And then from there, how are we A-B testing to convert more of those leads? Um, I mean, I think we're going to get to the point where AI kind of takes over a lot of that and it's just going to be a lot mm -hmm. more creative thinking. Um, but I, I think at the, at the core of it, it's, it's really focusing on the data and the analytics to really drive um, business goals or reaching those business objectives um, rather than just focusing on how can we make this one banner ad look really pretty. It's like mm -hmm. we we'll sacrifice a little bit of that prettiness knowing that it's, it's going to drive business results. I mean, mm -hmm. see more times than not where people overthink the creative or the landing page or whatever it is. I mean, it looks really good, but something a little bit more basic actually drives more leads and even better quality leads. Um, and I think that's where there's a big difference in, and I mean, it, that's more subjective is do you want to look prettier? Do you want to drive business results? Um, mm -hmm. and I think especially with everything going on right now, I mean, balance sheets are being impacted greatly. So it's, it's, how can we, how can we, what can we do to drive more revenue? Um, is what it really yeah, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, <clears throat> A-B testing and the pretty versus the functional ad, and you mentioned AI. Um, a lot of the work, like, of optimization, there are tools that help, and there's, like, again, we mentioned Google, like, there are some optimization tools that are native and happen, but the challenge is human beings are still involved, and doing any of this sort of work in a comprehensive way where it's not just your keyword search and display platform optimizing itself and your email over here telling you what's working and your landing page over here telling you what's working. To scale that requires a human being. I mean, it also requires a good Google Analytics setup, which then can do some things for you. But again, we're, we're really getting into, we mentioned a couple of times, the AI side of things, uh, really to think about how do you not just optimize ads at scale, but you do it in real time and you integrate all the pieces of data that you possibly can. You scale it across your entire organization. And on top of it, it's not just looking at it. It's not dumb. It's smart and giving you recommendations on what to do to fix it. And then on top of that, it's actually learning um, to be smarter as we go. So it's not just saying, here's what you need to do today. I mean, this is the classic example of what AI does. Um, but in pulling that into advertising, like I mentioned before, um, seeing how more and more agencies are doing online advertising evolve. Now, since now more companies, more agencies are trying to do more optimization, more all that sort of stuff. Now we got to move beyond that. So we're trying to stay ahead. And I think that's kind of incumbent on us as a performance marketing agency to keep integrating whatever top technologies out there, latest and greatest into what we do. Yep. No, I mean, I, I totally agree. So, I mean, if you were to summarize exactly what OCT helps with, I mean, if someone were to say, what does OCT do? Um, I mean, how would you kind of summarize that? Yeah. Um, we, we try to, well, in our minds, performance marketing is what we do. And it's the word marketing is there to describe it's not just about advertising. And also when we use the word marketing, it's to infer that marketing is part of business strategy. So integrating business strategy with marketing, which influences advertising, 
And then the performance side, it's everything we've been talking about. It's not only thinking bottom line quantifiable numbers, which of course we can see within native platforms, but we also have to hook up to analytics, but then also really, really starting to figure way beyond attribution, trying to figure out answering that question of, yes, we know this functional ad performs better than this pretty ad as far as like cost per lead, but how much and where and how should the brand ad look in a way that is um, weighted correctly with the functional ad. So when I think of performance marketing and what it is we do is we're thinking about that stuff. And I'm always thinking about that stuff is we're getting case study on it. We're looking at new technology. We're putting that new technology in the market. And that's way beyond what um, a typical agency would do if they say we manage SEO, um, we do PPC, we do keyword search, all that sort of stuff. And that's not to say that they're not optimizing those platforms. I'm, I'm sure they are because there's lots of successful agencies that do digital. Um, but what we're we're really super laser focused on moving beyond just you know the native tools available and really connecting that data way beyond uh, Google Analytics. Cool. So I mean, at the end of the day, to kind of summarize, it's you have specialists that specialize in one little area. You have kind of a, a great at a lot of things, but not master at one. So it's tough mm -hmm. to kind of lead the ship. Um, you have people that can lead the ship, but then it falls in the hands of your in-house, which might not be able to execute. Um, and then it, it, there is quite a bit of, of um, blinders on whenever you do bring in everything in-house. And so really, if, if you're looking for a little bit of everything, which is also backed by quantifiable results, I mean, performance-based marketing is, is definitely the way to go, it sounds like. I mean, would you agree with that or are there pieces in there that you... Yeah, I mean, how, how I look at it, uh, and this is uh, part of the vision for OCT performance marketing is we, we obviously have a staff of professional or of specialists, you know, again, SEO, advertising, content creation, content marketing, all those sorts of things, analytics uh, specialists. What I really want to have and what would make, make me feel like we're accomplishing that vision is I want a whole data science uh, team. And that to me would be indicative of we've delivered our promise to clients. We're looking ahead, looking around corners, and we're really doing something for our clients that they can't get anywhere else. And that's not to be boastful about the agency. That's about helping give our clients a competitive advantage, um, which is ultimately going to reflect on us. We're going to keep their work and all that sort of stuff. So this is kind of a, I guess, a little thing, thinking about a human resource decision or organizational structure uh, would pay off the vision. But I, I think agency, like data scientists shouldn't just live in quant shops or in the finance field or in high tech development or in product development. I think agencies should be chock full of them. Mm -hmm. So that that's kind of a, you start with specialists in each each vertical and then the next logical the next logical step is to bring on teams that will enhance advertising work, marketing work. Yep. No, I, I absolutely love it. So, I mean, if you're, if you're watching this and been debating which route should I be taking, whether finding someone specialist in one particular thing, should I be building something in house? Um, this might be something new that, that is new to you. So if you have any questions, I mean, let's go ahead and reach out and get a conversation going and just see what yep. a performance, uh, performance marketing would do for, for your business. Thanks for tuning in.